What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Pete Nathan Podcast. We're going to be wrapping up the Eagles season. Unfortunately, came to an end from 10-1 and 1 to 11-6 and 6 to getting out of the playoffs. Today, Ruckshock's going to be joining us, so let's talk about it. Let's go. They say, you know, it's not over to the fat lady sings. Well, she sang 32 to 9 for the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's over, y'all. It's over. Um, uh, kind of a blessing in disguise if you think about it. But, you know, that doesn't mean we're not going to be mad about it. With that said, Ruckshock from NFL Masala. Ruckshock, welcome to the podcast. Um, namaskar. I'm Ruckshock from NFL Masala here. Um, thank you, Pete, for always inviting me. And to only talk talk about the one thing that we need to address that is right. eagles football and um yeah uh, to be honest i'm happy that this is over i really am because it's been a really really weird season that yeah it's been a weird season and we got to talk about it all right so with that said man let's get into this game you know let me share the screen real quick let's get into this game Eagles Buccaneers second time around it was not the same as the first time around first time around the score was 25 to 11 this time around the Eagles scored nine points uh they could have scored 13 uh but you know we'll get into that why we didn't uh nine points and the Buccaneers dominated they had 32 points I feel like they could have had 50 burger on us uh had if they not dropped the passes with that said, Rockshock, let's get into the offense of the Philadelphia Eagles. It shows Jalen Hurts threw for 250 yards uh, and one touchdown. Uh, it did not look like it in the game. This might be some garbage time touchdown of uh, yards right there. A nice touchdown to Goddard on the sprint ride option. Mm-hmm. Um, but they could not run the ball. And uh, one thing I was watching nightcap show from shannon sharp and uh chad ochocinco right like if y'all right. haven't checked that out that they have a like a nightcap they have a after a live show like after the games and uh they're pretty entertaining man y'all should check it out i'm sure everybody knows about it but they were saying like when you knew that t- like todd bowles was gonna blip like you know the like today i was uh, i was watching another podcast with uh gary cobb he said the kids knew they were going to blitz. Todd Bowles started blitzing when the Eagles got off the plane. Like, you know, like the blitz, you knew the blitz was coming, right? And, and yeah. you don't go max protection. You just go five wide and expect your, your lineman to block them. There's no tight end to help out with the blocks. Kenny Gamble's not there. Like, like do something. Do something to protect your quarterback. Get him a couple of easy reads so you can dump it off to the running back, dump it off to the tight end, the second tight end, or like an easy pass that he can complete. And uh, that was nowhere to be seen. I mean, to be honest, like a preschooler who has no – who has no experience in the game of football could easily figure this out. I mean – it was just a disappointment, but then again, this is what we expected from this Eagles team all around. And but specifically in this game, you have no hot routes, you have no concept of a run game, and you're expected the lineman to face off against like seven or eight man blitzes. Like that's that's just beyond madness. And the fact that you're repeating this over and over again, you're barely even using play action. You're not using 12 personnel, meaning you're going two tight end sets. Right. It's just insane. And I mean, I, I gotta, I, and I don't mean to ask this on in front of the, in front of like all of those watching on YouTube, but I mean, seriously, did Brian Johnson or Nick Sirianni take drugs? Because if so, whatever that they were trying to make, it wasn't it, it wasn't it, man. It was not it. I mean, if it's, the, if it's, if it's drugs, it's got to be the drug call insanity. Because yeah. uh, you're doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, right? Um, it was it's been the same story for the Eagles. Pretty much, Nick Sirianni took over. I feel like. Um, other than the time that Shane Steichen actually, you know, competent offensive coordinator, when he took over, the offense looked much different. It looked like a functioning offense. And as soon as he left, Nick took this offense back, right? 
uh, because yeah. we had a rookie uh, offensive coordinator. Um, this offense have had problems, like ineligible man down the field. I feel like that's been a problem since 2021. False right? start. False starts. Holding. Um, holding. Uh, what is that? Offensive pass interference. Like, when have you seen offensive pass interference in other, when other teams play? I barely. Rarely. Rarely. Right. Illegal touching. That's another one. Like, I mean, I can keep going on and on about this team. Um, and it ne never had hot, hot routes. Never for the oh, life of me. You want to know, know what a good hot route is when you're getting blitz? Throw a random pass to Devontae Smith and watch him get, watch him get tackled for a five-yard loss and expect him to do something. Are you freaking kidding me? What the hell was that? Right. Um, I feel like Brian Johnson's favorite play is um, QB draws and, um, and wide receiver screens. Uh, I mean, or it could be like Nick Sirianni's playbook and Brian Johnson's like, oh, let me try and use all of all, all of the things. Because, again, Nick Sirianni's playbook, only five plays. Right. Only five guaranteed plays. I, I guarantee you that playbook doesn't even fill a whole page. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably something small as this. Like, this is like a – imagine this being a cue card. This is what his probably is. Oh, let's see. Let's go uh, Edie, Meenie, Mighty Mo, Catch a Tiger. Oh, option number A. Edie, Meenie, Mighty Mo, option number B. Good Lord. The only player that I thought balled out really well was Devontae Smith. Not even Jalen Hurts. Devontae Smith was my was my, op, my my star of this entire team. Correct. He had 148 yards uh, uh, on uh, eight receptions. And he did this on a bum knee, I think, because uh, he was coming off an injury. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like the only brightest thing, uh, the, 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 the most positive thing from yesterday's game is Jalen Hurts connecting on that deep pass to Devontae Smith. I feel like maybe, maybe we finally back because he was still earlier in the game, right? I, I was still a little bit fooled by this team. So mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, maybe they can do something. Maybe uh, the defense shows up. What not, you know, yeah, me like, no, that's not happen. <laughs> uh, they went for the tush push, it did not work. Um, for the first time, because Vita Vea just put his whole body in there and said, No, yeah, I'm not going over the box. I thought the box played it pretty well, but then again, it's a play that only works like what 97 or 99 percent of the time. It's not going to be perfect, there are going to be mistakes right. in this thing whatsoever, but I mean, but like most of the time, like with an offensive line like that. I mean, the Bucks lined up perfectly, and they did what they needed to do. Although some people are going to complain, oh, there's a face mask over. They got away with ref ball. Either ref ball or not, I had a bad feeling coming into this. Like, just take the points. I don't care what they do. Like, yeah. just kick it. Just take the points and have your defense try something. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, you have to have a feel for the game, you know. I feel like. Like just because the analytics is telling you, oh, go for, go for two, doesn't mean you do it every time. You know, sometimes you like, you know what? We'll just take the points right here, and then right. you know we'll, we'll just get confident. Because when you take the point, you have ten points. You feel a little better about yourself when you go for it, and you don't make it. Like it, it, it messes with your confidence. Mm -hmm. Like the football is a momentum type of game, right? If you don't have the momentum on your side, you don't feel as good, and you don't play as well. Hundred percent. Um, all about the ebbs and flows. Ebbs, ebbs and flows. It's all ebbs game, and flows. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's it's all about uh like Al Pacino says in any given it's all about the inches, right? Every inch matters, right? So with that said, man, like uh any other uh, takes from this game? I mean, uh, I thought like DeAndre Swift like had some decent carries, but then again, like with the buck, uh, you know, like they're not the Bucks are going to find a way to adjust. And they're not going to allow like another 200 rushing yards that the Eagles put up against like last time. This is the playoffs. This is where the big boys step up. And plus, like, and I have to give credit where credit's due. Devin White, Levante David, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. I was very impressed with the way Todd Bowles had this defense set up and ready to play. They knew that they were they were disguising coverage blitzes, and Ray Lewis was calling it out. Like, if you guys were watching the Manning cast, Ray Lewis was going into full detail. I'm like, I could 
watch a, I, I could watch like a three hour, four hour seminar on how Ray Lewis like designs and organizes a defense. I would not get bored of it. And and the sad thing is Jalen Hurts, like we want to give him so much crap for like, yeah, his decision. I mean, for like, oh yeah. I mean, like, yeah, he doesn't have the right play sets. He doesn't have like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell this office is calling, but this game, if you're about to get sacked, throw the damn ball away. Ball do away. not force a safety. Do not get yourself forced a safety in, of course, a, a, a safety in like an intentional grounding. Release and throw the damn ball whenever. You're taking too much time. Especially when you start on the 14-yard line. How do yeah. you get a safety? How do you get a sa- how do you not throw the ball away? How do you not know uh, how do you how are you not aware of your surroundings? Like this is kind of situational football. Situational bit. awareness. It is right. basic common sense. This is Chuck kind of the stuff Carson Wentz was doing in 2020, man. There's a lot a lot of this stuff it's it's very similar. So um It, but but only thing is Jalen's a little bit more responsible, so I'm gonna give the kid the benefit of the doubt um, a little bit. And he was and, and again like with a bad finger. I mean, if he's putting up a bunch of yards, even though he's like stat padding somewhere close to the end, I thought like his ability to throw the ball and like almost connect with Smith and Goddard. I thought it would be a Goddard game, but I mean, hey, credit to the Bucks. They had everyone lined up playing box formations. I was, I mean, I had a, I had joy watching Tampa Bay's defense or the Eagles' defense all day long. And um, yeah, I mean, like, you can't say anything because what can we say that's already been said about what this Brian Johnson, Link Sirianni led offense? There's no count. There's like no masala involved, like no variety. It's just a plain old salad made out of chicken shit, as far as I'm concerned. And um, and, and this and this offense doesn't have the common sense to th- like uh, design passes to the tight end. A well, what's a tight end pass? End, what is a tight end screen? I, I guess we don't know what that is in in Philadelphia. Because why aren't uh, we using motion? Why aren't we using like bootleg? Like why don't we try one of those bootleg wide receivers? Like hell, like a Debo Samuel. You we always see him like start from a wide receiver end when he's bringing motion. It, um, Purdy hands over the ball to Debo and he's able to run for like a, those those hard first downs. Well, and he's first, like, first of all, our Debo got hurt. I mean, his name is AJ Brown, so we didn't have him. But uh, there's I other you gotta you gotta stride it with the Lamade of Zacchaeus and uh, you know I thought those seem to be targeted and, a lot more. But and right. Quite, But yeah, they, they they did not do anything. They uh they said they were they're gonna have plans and they had this and that and uh, they had uh about six seven weeks to clean this up. They did not clean it up. Um, uh, no like- correction. They had all season to clean it up, starting from week one. This is where I'm gonna. I I am not no, holding. Right, 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 right. But I'm gonna stop you right there because they they went ten and one, right? And we're gonna get into this whole ten and one. And how it became the debacle that it is, right? Uh, before that, um, let's talk about the defense. So I'm just gonna give you a couple of stats. Uh, Baker Mayfield threw for 337 yards, three touchdowns. He could have thrown thrown for more. Uh, receivers were dropping the ball a little bit, so he could have thrown for 500 if he had wanted to. Uh, if, if the receivers caught the ball, man, this is probably a 50 burger on the Eagles. We're talking about a 50 to nine type of game, right? Um, because Mike Evans dropped the ball. I think Chris Godwin may may have dropped a ball or two. Um, yeah. But but the Eagles could have the the touchdowns they scored. All of those touchdowns, every single one of them that from scored by the receivers could have been stopped if you would have done a a, a simple NFL tackle, right? That simple wrap people up and tackle them. Like the first thing they teach you in in um uh, Pop Warner. Right. First thing they teach you in Pop Warner, you go through that in high school, you go through that in college, and then you you know in the NFL they teach you that. Like yeah. even, even if the Eagles coaches didn't emphasize that, y'all came from other teams. Y'all know how to tackle. Like the Eagles players, like they felt they it, gave it up. Like, it, it felt like a preseason game to me. Right? The preseason game, like, oh, do you want to tackle that? Because I'm not gonna tackle it. Maybe I'm talking about sure. <laughs> Yeah. Right. That's what it felt like, right? And and um, I, I feel like okay, you don't care about the Eagles. You don't believe in the coaches. You don't believe in Nick Sirianni, Brian Johnson, Sean Desai, Matt Patricia. You don't believe in anybody, right? 
Okay, fine, no problem. But Chad Ocho Cinco said something. Play for that name in the back of your jersey. Because next season, some team's going to look at that. And they're going to like, okay, this player still got it. Maybe we'll get him for a two-year deal. Maybe we pay them, right? Like, you're still putting out your resume out there, man. Like, and y'all y'all tackling like y'all don't want to tackle. Like, Avante Maddox, like, what is that? What 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 is Bradbury doing? Bradbury has been the biggest liability of this entire season so far. I have not seen him do anything particular except for that one interception against Buffalo. That was pretty much it. And I felt like Keely, I mean, if I'm going to look at the, and I know like we'll get more into the roster construction for like in the later parts, but James Bradbury, I felt he had disrespect, like, and I have a strong take on this one. James Bradbury and the way that he's been played along with Darius Slay, they've disrespected the names of, of great Eagles corners that we've seen. They've disrespected the name of Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown when they, the way that they played this entire season. They disrespected that name. They put a black mark in it. And um, I know it's a strong take, but you know, but I am not holding men's meets because the reason why I became an Eagles fan was because of that defense. Mm-hmm. Bobby Taylor, Troy Vincent, Brian Dawkins, Lito Shepard, Carlos Emmons, Jeremiah Trotter, Mike Patterson, Hugh freaking Douglas, and yes, Dan Skippy himself, Hollis Thomas. And don't forget Al Harris. Al Harris. Al Harris, man. And the fact that I'm seeing this kind of crap on the field, right. inexcusable. It is a damn shit. Y- y'all, y'all, y'all better not be wearing Eagles uniforms next year, man. Uh, that's how upset. Yep. That's how atrocious I saw. But and also for the rookies like Keely Ringo, yeah, welcome to the NFL, kid. You're gonna experience stuff like this, but you you got to tackle too. Yeah, I mean, except for the rookies, I mean, and and Slay, if he wants to come back, all of y'all can go home. Like, as far as I'm concerned, don't come back. Don't come back. What, what are the only linebacker I saw playing was Zach Cunningham. He actually made some plays to bat the ball down. Right. I mean, I would start this team with the rookies and some of the injured players that we have, and I would I would be good with it. Um, because <laughs> at least those guys will play their heart out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you, you you're not getting this shit show of a game. And uh, man, I feel like uh, Baker Mayfield had his way. I mean, the the Eagles D line p- played a little bit better. Uh, they did bring the blitz a little bit. Um, and they they had some good rushes towards the end. Um, Fletcher Cox, you know, I think he's probably one of the D tackles that's had a consistently good season. Fletcher Cox um, and um, yeah, Fletcher Cox and, and, and Jalen Carter played pretty well. Jalen Carter has played pretty good too. Um, and. Uh, Hassan Redick, you know, uh, in the end, I he, think Matt Patricia got some sense and like, okay, I'm going to let this guy actually rush and yeah. it actually worked. And right? it actually worked, and that's how they were able to get, like, some sacks at the end. Josh Sweat finally got a sack. Um, I was also happy. I mean, Milton Williams just, like, bull rushed the guy. Milton, <laughs> Milton pulled, got a sack too, right? Yeah, I was like, damn. If I, and, and, here's a, and I got a spoiler version. If I'm going to start this defensive line – I go Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Morrow, um, Milton Williams. If, if Reddick wants to come back, I'll let him be. But also Nolan Smith, Nolan Smith, have yourself a day, man. Here's to many more. Right, right. I mean, it, it just needs people to develop them, man. You just yeah. need good coaches. Uh, with that said, we we already talked about this game. We knew where this team was headed. This kind of might be a blessing in disguise because now you can actually – get ahead of the head coaching hires and all of that if they decide to part ways with Nick Sirianni. But we're going to take a real quick look at the Eagles, how they performed from game one to how what kind of a break that the Eagles got, right? So, yeah. well, like, so let's go back. First game, right? First mm-hmm. game was against the Patriots. 25 to 20 was, was the game. Um it was a break yeah. on defense. That defense a- actually held their own. Offense had no clue what was going on. Right, and and I feel like Josh Sweat saved us from that from from a loss. I meant to say Josh Job, the cornerback from Alabama, the second year cornerback that made the play in the end to get us the win. And if he didn't yeah. make that play, they we probably lose that game. So start mm-hmm. the game off with the L. Vikings game. 
It I was mean, all DeAndre Swift, and they let this gas out at the pedal. But yeah, it's another defensive effort. Yeah, but but that's, we also got another break from that game. Yeah, um, actually two breaks. Covey missed a, missed a, uh, the catch, mm-hmm. and and Keely Ringo recovered it, and and also Justin Jefferson. He was tearing us apart, but he fumbled at the end zone. Right, he fumbled, he fumbled the ball in in the end zone. If had if he ca- caught the ball, it might be a different result. Right, it would have been. You, yeah. you might have started zero and two. Zero and two. Yeah. Right. The Buccaneers game, they played well and they won. They played very well, top to bottom. The Commanders game came. I was there at that game. I felt like this was more of a loss, but I mean, like, oh, the only reason why we won that game was because of AJ Brown. Right. And so we're looking at two potential losses so far. Yeah. Maybe three, right? Maybe three. Probably, yeah. And against the Rams, that was a good game. You know, we dominated, we won that game, right? Mm -hmm. Against the Jets, that's another loss. So it's three losses. Yeah. Against the Dolphins, they took care of business. Yeah, I mean, this this was has to be Desai's best game. Shutting down a high powered offense. It's like definitely one of his yeah. best games. Yeah. And 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 then thirty eight to thirty one. That was another close game. It was too close. That was a close game. Yeah. And then against the Cowboys, we we had some stuff go our way. That's another close game. Mm-hmm. Right. Cowboys win another Cowboys, loss. Yeah. So now you're looking at five losses. Yeah. Right. Against the Chiefs, had if uh, MVS ca- caught the ball, I think that would have been game over. Them. Yeah. Right. Game over. And and had if against the Bills, Bob Bills. Uh, oh, good game, lord. Gabe Davis caught the ball in the in, in the overtime. That's that would be game loss. over. That's game set match. Right. So you're there. looking at six or seven losses. So this team has escaped out of these losses. And every time they escaped out of the loss, instead of correcting what they escaped out of, they just said, oh, we got the win. That's what Jalen Hurst said. Oh, we Wins won. a win. No. Wins a win. And Nick Sirianni, same thing. Wins a win. But Shannon Sharp got, has been saying it from, from I guess, like game one. Yeah. The Eagles are not as good as last year. Right. Oh, 100%. He was right and, on the money. And he was it was right on the money, man. This is why you need coaches that if they even in a win they look at the game and say, "Okay, these are a couple of things we got to correct. If we don't correct these things, it's going to hurt us down the road." Right? And and if had you would have nipped it in the butt at that time, you you yeah. you would probably wouldn't have a loss against the second loss against the Cowboys. You probably wouldn't have another loss against Seahawks. Uh, the Cardinals, you're probably beating the shit out of them, and you're mm. probably not losing to the Giants. No, you're hell probably no. Ending your season 13 and 3. Or, yeah. or 14 and 14 3. And 3. 14 and 3. And, and here's the sad part. Like, honestly, like, I saw no evolution nor adjustments in the defense late in the gap after that San Francisco game when they pumped mm-hmm. us out, rightfully so. Right. And But it's been a whole culmination. We've been getting away with wins because of our talent alone. We have not won a single game with right coaching. The, we, basically, we put our hands we, – we basically were playing with fire and it came and, and burned our ass at the end because – a one and six, a one and six to end the season. That's what we truly deserve because we have no clue how to adjust from a cover. And like when Ray Lewis is preaching out, don't go, don't stop playing zone. Play a little bit of man, play tight. Play, like how give make it a fight. And right. I, fight. yeah, and Ray and like Ray Lewis, if he's preaching it, you listen to that man. If Brian Dawkins is saying that shit, you listen to him. But no, I saw soft ass coverage. Like I like you play. Oh, let's play five ten yards back. I'm like, oh god, this is not gonna work out well. And I mean, like it bit us. It truly bit us. It is. It did. And uh, I've been I've been wrestling with this whole thing this whole season, man. Like you know, the Eagles of you know eleven and six. Uh, how do you fire a head coach? But if you actually look at these games one by one, this team could have been six and eleven. We could have been bought. Like it's, it kind of, unfortunately, it kind of reminds you of like that 2004 after we lost to the after the Eagles lost to the Patriots, right. and then it went on to a complete downward spiral. Right. Like we had, we let go of To and some other stupid shit, mm-hmm. and we couldn't. And um, 
We could have we barely made it back to the Super Bowl until 2017. And um, but I mean, like now, like seeing all of this, I think it's honestly we're, we're going to be expecting like a long rebuild unless this offense, unless we actually have like a good coordinator that can actually get their shit together. Right. So let's talk about that. Um, do you think, in your opinion, they let's say next Tuesday, right? I'm just giving a rough day, right? Yeah. Next Tuesday, 4 p.m., Jeffrey Laurie meets up with Nick Sirianni to go over the season. And he says, OK, um, we didn't have a great season, you know, towards the end. You know, you guys started 11, uh, 10 and one. And then, mm -hmm. you know, this debacle happened. Right. Um Here are my some candidates that I want you to choose from as offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. And Nick says, "Oh, you know, I'm going to go with Brian Johnson, and um, and maybe we should get a off a defensive coordinator." What do you think the result's going to be? I don't think it's going to work, man. I yeah. honestly don't think it's going to work. And plus, we're getting reports like um, prior to this game. There were conflicting reports in which Jalen Hurts was very upset with the play calling. Like, why aren't we seeing slants? Why aren't we seeing those hot routes? He was literally expressing our views and yet we're doing the same damn shit. Right. And now we're expected. And now, like, we're trying to keep Brian Johnson. I'm sorry, but this guy's actually being interviewed for head coaches and the performance he put. They're like, I may want to hold, hold up on that. So, honestly... That 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 to me, I mean, like I hate to say this, but that to me might be the Rooney Rule requirement because Brian Johnson being a minority candidate for you know yeah. the Rooney Rule, right? And the NFL teams got to do their due diligence of interviewing black candidates more than once sometimes. Mm. Um, yeah, that could be. It, it might be that. Yeah, I don't want to be. I'm not. I don't want to sound racist by saying that, but like I, I'm just saying because NFL teams, that's just how they conduct business, man. They have a requirement to fulfill. So they would they would do that. They did that with Deuce Staley. Nobody hired Deuce Staley as a head coach. You know what I mean? They, yeah, they or an offensive, an actual offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator, yeah. right? Some people like Brian Johnson, right? Um, they saying this is all Nick Sirianni's offense, and Nick Sirianni didn't let Brian Johnson call the plays, even though he had the headset and it looked like he was calling the plays. Um, we we know so little because we're not in the building, so we have yeah. no idea what the hell's going on. Um, this is all speculation, right? So mm -hmm. we like hear say, like, you know, some media person is going to come and say, oh, no, it was all Nick Sirianni in the end, right? Like after yeah. he's gone, that's that, that'll that be basically what they're going to come say. It's probably so, going to happen like pretty soon. So right. For the media storms. Right, right, right. And, and especially the way the the, the look on um, Jeffrey Lurie's face uh, said it all. He was mad. And Howie Rose was like, one thing I know, he was like on the phone doing something. I'm like. Oh boy! Right. What, normally, when that man has that look, uh, people are getting fired. So, um, yeah. the only coach who probably uh, deserves to stay is Jeff Stoutland, uh, and oh, surprisingly, Michael Clay. Like you know, Michael Clay had a good year in special teams. Um, they might even replace him. But Jeff Stoutland's the only guy you can make mm. an argument for. Like, okay, this guy develops talent. We need this guy around. You know. Right. Uh, but I think like there may be a there may be something in which like. Um, it like, but then I also saw this like on first take. Um, they said um, it was speculated like if Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith like saying, "Hey, if we wanted to, hey, if the Eagles are looking to try and get Jim Harbaugh or either um, Mike Mike Vrabel or even um, Bill Belichick, mm -hmm. the one thing like Bill Belichick is his own man. You'll let him do what he wants. But the issue is that relationship with Howie Roseman." Howie still has PTSD from what Chip Kelly did, and, and it nearly ruined the team for a good reason. But then again, you got to let some trust in it, like regardless of if the Eagles decide to go with a new head coach, there has to be some kind of trust and repertoire on what the team image is, especially on offense and defense. And honestly, Howie should keep his hands a little bit off, just focus on the trades and and um splicing that, uh, that's and also on the owner i think like yeah jeff Lurie and howie roseman i did no like honestly like i'm gonna and uh, and to bounce off from your idea play not only the players and the coaches but also the front office they're responsible for this debacle debacle yeah. i mean how in god's green earth do you not uh, address the linebacker the linebacker position mm -hmm. 
and you're expecting it's like, oh, we tr want to trust with the trenches. They can't do every. They cannot do everything. Look what happened at the last couple of games. Right. And right. and the, and the corners. Like, yeah, you're realizing too much on the old vets. Why didn't we focus on safety? Yeah, Sidney Brown's a great pick, but we could have had the option for Brian Branch. We could have had the option for Kyle Hamilton. We could have had all these options, and look what's happening. Chelsea Gardner Johnson not, might not be coming. Just, not just that. You had two guys in the building. You just let walk walk out of the building. Denard Edwards, regardless yeah. if you want to go to Chicago now, you throw some money at him and you make him stay, mm -hmm. right? C.J. Gardner Johnson. If you would have really wanted to sign him, you would have given him a deal. He would have stayed. Yeah. Instead of signing Bradbury, instead of giving that money to Bradbury, you give some of that money to C.J. You break it even because when you got a good safety, right? Like, why would you let him walk? The man had six interceptions last year, right? Yeah, like, it, like, maybe he did, but he played really – he played his ass off, man. He did. And, and he's I a mean, great tackler, too. Oh, he can actually tackle. He can tackle. And he talks shit. Like, that's the kind of player I want in my team, man. Like, you know, like uh, letting those guys go, right? Like, if, of course, you can bring in a Brian Branch, and you could have drafted Kyle Hamilton. I would have loved them to draft Kyle, Kyle Hamilton, but – you know, this oh, team doesn't draft safeties in the first round for some damn reason. Um, even, even Hall of Famers, they don't draft. I mean, the Brian Dawkins is here because of the previous regime, um, yeah. not because of Andy Reid's regime. You know what I mean? Like, it's from Ray Rhodes' regime. Like, they're, they're the ones who drafted Brian Dawkins and uh, developed him, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, like, they they don't believe in that, right? But they 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 better start believing that now. They have to. You, you know what happened this whole season. Um, another debacle, the reason, another reason for the debacle is also uh, removing Sean Desai off, off of, off of the, that was a, that, that was a coward move. I would have let him stay for a little bit more. So let him go through those struggles. And if he was not it, he right. was not it. But the, the fact that at the end of the year, you do that at the end of the year. You don't do it in the middle of the season, especially when you had like a 10 and 3 start. You just it don't. It was a big time panic move. It was a big time panic move. I I, I had it. Man, I was feeling nervous when they signed Matt Patricia. Uh, we talked about how he didn't get along with Slay. And, um, you know, I, the, this was one of my biggest fears. Like, oh, shit. Like, you know, if the yeah. size slacks off, here comes Pat Patricia. Sure enough, you do that for the Seattle game, and everything goes downhill from there. And he this is not a Bill Belichick-like team because you don't right. have these types of players. Yeah, and, and, and Patricia hasn't been successful outside of Belichick. Yeah, and Sean Desai, I mean, of course, he may have had, like, some bad games, but, I mean, we were all depending upon, like, his development with the young corners. And we should have had young corners to begin with, not James Bradbury. Have he had let Bradbury go and can CJ Gardner Johnson focus on like another corner, like what Brian Branch or something? We could have seen some kind of improvement on that. And I mean, like Brian John, I mean Brian Branch or Nolan Smith, I would have been I I, I would have been happy with either of them. Desai needs need a guy like Desai needs one full year of growing pains before we can right. truly commit to that. And, and the to be fact fair that to Desai, uh, yeah. he also didn't have the linebackers and the safety. He didn't have he didn't have any he linebackers. Play, but but he did the best he could with the defense he had, man. And oh, and, and we were the second best rushing defense when he was our defensive coordinator. Ten, for ten weeks. For ten weeks. And you know what I mean? Like that like the, the last time we played the Bucks, they couldn't really run through us. They couldn't. The second time a play, the floodgates are open. Rashad White is just running for 15 yards, no problem. Yeah. Right? Like so uh, that that was a colossal uh, mistake by I want to say Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Laurie because I'm sure they pressured Nick to do this. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think Matt Patricia's Nick's guy at all. Like that was Matt, I think Matt Patricia's. Guy. I think Matt Patricia will probably join Bill Belichick only on deep, only unless it's like a defensive set. Right. So if they bring in Bill Belichick, will be a huge shocker to me. Oh, yeah. they do that because that would mean Howie Roseman's got to take a back seat because he cannot as, meddle at all. Uh, oh, Bill will tell you to fuck off, like basically. Uh, and I mean, like as much as uh, as much as I uh, like uh, and uh, like, and if the Eagles get success with that with the with the Bill Belichick and like hell win a couple of Super Bowls, I mean, like I don't know if I really want to go through that experience. To be honest, it would be it would be tough. But you know what? Uh, yeah. If anything, uh, Bill Belichick and Jalen are kind of. The same type of 
mentality. So it could work. It could work, but uh, I don't think it'll work with the front office because yeah. the front office like not. control too much. So, mm. um, so let's look at a couple of other candidates. Uh, Mike Vrabel is available. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and then you got you got other coaches like Ben Johnson from the Lions, mm. Todd Munkin from the uh, from the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. And then you got uh, Shane Waldron from the Seattle Seahawks, and Shane all Waldron. three of these are pretty good defense offensive minds. Um, especially the first two I mentioned, yeah. Ben Johnson and Todd Munkin. I mean, mm-hmm. especially Todd Munkin, like you know, he's been making Lamar yeah. Better. Ever since he um, ever since he got back that experience from Georgia and helped him win some national titles, came right. back to Baltimore and look what this offense has gone through—like a huge turnaround. And the fact is that they're getting some players back, like Mark Andrews. He's going to be coming back for that Texans game, so it's like I think it's like a lot of firepower. It's now like Todd Munkin's like. He's in the happiest mode. Like, oh my god, what are we gonna do with all of this? I have a functioning office and I have this crap. What are we gonna do? It's a great problem to have. And have, yeah. And I, I think mean, like they, top- I mean, they, might, they might end up winning the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, oh, they're yeah. the favorites in my opinion to win the Super Bowl. Oh, hundred percent. Niners, right? So yeah. Um, I want them to beat the Niners. Actually, if the Niners end up in the Super Bowl, that that would be fun for me. <laughs> and and for a lot of Eagle fans, oh, yeah. especially after what the uh, what the Niners did to us, um, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, because the Niners had the thinking that they broke us, but nah, bro, we we were already broken before y'all broke us. We we just, you know, everything came and, out. And <laughs> I'm bringing uh, and because uh, because of this, like I have to be super petty on this one, man. I like in NFL in my uh, in the NFL Masala thing, I have something called a curse. And San Francisco, you are officially on the I have officially placed the Ruxha curse on the San Francisco 49ers. They are not winning the Super Bowl this year, nor next year, nor the ne- nor the next next year. You can count on that. You have officially been cursed. I got one better for you. I think Green Bay is going to take care of them this week. I think Green Bay, like the way that the Packers like dismantled the Cowboys, I'm like, I think they, like this is what my face was. I'm like this. Did Jordan Love just expose y'all with your pants down? Did the Niners, if they're able to get that lead, and apparently, and they play actual competent defense, like at least turn it into a force the Niners to go into a shootout. And Packers have what that one possession and Jordan Love make gets that final touchdown and they get in the advance of the NFC championship game. Mm. I'm like, oh my God. No, I mean, it did, did like what a huge t- turnaround for the Packers. Right. And I, yeah. And I think like with the way that they played it handled against the Lions, mm-hmm. I have a beat the dome moment right here. Another thing that I taught another idea that I bring from NFL Masala. If the Packers are able to beat the Niners. They're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they, I don't I, think Detroit I, I, beats them. I don't think uh yeah, Detroit might not be able to beat them. Um, but here's the thing. Uh if Packers lose for some reason, like let's say the Niners run the ball and you know, with McCaffrey mm. and Packers lose, I have a feel I have a crazy feeling that the, the Detroit Lions they could be the ones to upset the ball with an interception by CJ Gardner Johnson. Or Brian Branch. I would or if it's Brian, Brian Branch. I mean, I, I'm I'm saying CJ Gardner Johnson because I think CJ Gardner Johnson is gonna pick off uh, a ball that's thrown on the side to um, Debo Samuel. Yeah, and he's gonna. And, and that's gonna oh, be the game-ending interception, and uh, people are gonna be shocked that the Lions are gonna go to the Super Bowl. I mean, like, I don't think they ever went to the Super Bowl, right? They've never been to the Super Bowl in so their entire. That franchise. would be nice to see a team that never went to the Super Bowl go to the Super Bowl, and you know, whoever wins. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins on the I'm, AFC, I think that'd be a great. I think that'd be some fun matchups to work with. It will be. It will. They be. better praise not the Ravens. <laughs> right, right. Because the Ravens are not an easy team to beat. So, uh, we'll get into that um, sometime this week about the matchups and whatnot. But uh, man, um, what do you gotta say as your ending statement for the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles? Um, what do you hope to come from this uh, as coaches? Uh, what what coach would you want the most out of all of these coaches? And um, if I had a closing, Sirianni doesn't get fired, 
who would who would you want as OC and who would you want as DC? If I had a closing, if I had one word to describe the Eagles, it has been inconsistent, top to bottom, and it finally caught up to them. They rightfully deserve to lose those games, and they have some spring cleaning to do, and it starts right now. And it's spring cleaning starts with the players. It starts with the coaches and hell, maybe even in the front office, like lower some of that responsibility, get back to what led us to the Super Bowl to begin with and to finally find a way to close it. Because what, because what this game did, it killed a, it, I, it killed a, a hall of fame career for Jason Kelsey, man. It really did. And he retired, man. Jason and he Kelsey retired. retired. Yeah. And um, I, I, I was sad for him. His next stop, Hall of Fame. And you know what? If they bring him as an, a coaching assistant for Jeff Stoutland, I will be overjoyed. Maybe he can help teach. If and, he wants to do it, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then, and, and, and the thing is, like, for my, and, and for what the Eagles need to do next year. Right. Other than, I said, I already said spring cleaning, right? Nick Sirianni will probably still be a head coach, but he's going to be in a hot seat. Right. And for your offensive and defensive coordinators, I honestly don't know who would want to interview for these positions. Maybe you bring like one person I would try and look into would be Jesse Minter, the defensive coordinator from Michigan. I would want him in. We tried to, he, he interviewed us last year and apparently we didn't pick him. And look what he did with Michigan. Let him to let him to win the the. They're now the defending national champions, and I would I would like to try and get Jesse Minter on this one. And but for the offensive side, mm-hmm. I honestly don't know. I mean, do you stick with Brian Johnson or have and force Sirianni to give up plays, or do you pick so or do you have someone like Frank Wright come over as, as some kind of assistant? Um, but then again. I mean, you need an, you need some uh, to, as much as you want to get young coaches. You need someone who has had experience getting and winning into a Super Bowl. And right. Frank Reich, I mean, I love the guy, but he is not he's not been great as a head coach. Maybe he fits better as an offensive coordinator and his old original role. Maybe you bring him as, as as an assistant, as some kind of like consultant, like what we did with Vic Fangio back then. And uh, but then yeah, for defense, like. Anyone, anyone away from the Vic Fangio tree, I'll be happy. And be, and also, I also pray that the the uh, front office mm-hmm. takes a little bit of that leash and actually focuses on the major needs, especially on defense. Okay. Linebackers, 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 safety, corners, mm-hmm. then the defensive line, then our offense. You probably you're probably gonna build up the trench anyway. I would look into a running back or another option for wide receiver. Basically, you need everything else. But if you're but and then of course you're gonna have hits and misses in free agency. But target the young guys who have already had experience, like the 28, 29 years old. I don't want some 30-year-old guys like Kevin Byard who couldn't do a single right. damn thing. I want to see dogs like Reed Blankenship. I want to see dogs like Sidney Brown. And if we get Michigan players in the draft, Michigan or Georgia players in the drafts, I'll be perfectly happy with it. I'll be like, damn, I'm okay with that stuff. Maybe yep. like, and and we'll get into all of that draft stuff soon, man. Um, yeah. I'm I'm also gonna bring in Gail Saunders from Frozen John. He's gonna go to the Senior Bowl, so we're gonna pick his brain on who he likes and whatnot and what he saw there. Um, but here's a guy like if they stick with Nick Sirianni, which I think would be the wrong decision to do. I don't think they're going to do that, but let's say for some re- reason Jeffrey Lurie gives him a chance and he says all the right things and Jeffrey Lurie says, okay, I'm going to give you one more year for you to prove yourself, right? And if they do that, I would bring in Frank Wright right away. Okay. And I would kick out Brian Johnson, right? Because here's why. I would bring in Frank Wright because he's a good developer of quarterbacks um, as an OC. He's a better teacher, Right. If anything, I would I would put Brian Johnson at a some assistant level position that he can back to quarterback coach. coach, back to a quarterback coach. Could be the back to quarterbacks it. coach. It could be like a passing game coordinator. A simplified right. role is so much easier. You don't need to do so many damn things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I think he will teach him. And Nick Sirianni trusts Frank Wright. 
So Nick will be hands off. He's going to Frank Tree. Right. So he will be hands off as far as like play calling. He would let Frank call the plays complete. And then Brian can learn from Frank. Right. And they all work together and make Jalen better. And, 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 and then you can still build on that. Mm -hmm. Defensive coordinator wise, Jesse Minter is a good option. I also like Jim Leonard from the Wisconsin Badgers. Right. Jim Leonard, uh, I think the Eagles uh, interviewed him last year and he couldn't come for some reason. I think he had a family issue or whatnot. Yeah. Um, they, they definitely like him. You got Al Harris from the Cowboys. Um, you know, Howie knows Al Harris, right? Mm -hmm. Like Howie's, Al Harris has been in the building. He, he used to play for us. So Howie's been in the building for the last 25 years. So he knows Al Harris. Um, there's another guy you can call and say if he, if he wants to take that position because he will make the defense better. But you're right. You have to give the pieces. You have to, you have to provide them with some linebackers, some quality linebackers, starting level linebackers who can play in the league. Who are not over 30. Same thing with the safeties, right? You need a veteran <laughs> guy that's not too old who can mm. teach a Sidney Brown. You can who can yeah. teach uh, a Reed Blankenship, right? Like those guys are still young. So you need to bring in some of those, some ve veteran with a little bit of experience, which is why going back for a guy like CJ GJ would be a good idea and throw him some money and sign him to a deal, right? 100%. Uh, Gus, swallow your pride. Bring the guy in. Let right, him play. And, and give a guy like A.J. Brown some confidence because the dude take, took all the Eagles information down and he says focusing on the playoffs. But, you know, when players usually do that, man, they're, they're ready to get out of here. Yeah, so, and, but also, like, you have to look at Devontae Smith's contract. You need a, you need to re-sign him. And if I'm Jalen Hurts... Because of that, because of the way you played and what and, and the opposite, like right. instead of like what Devontae Smith played, I would rather have your your contract restructured so you can give that to him. And apparently, the Eagles could save some money if they they are able to cut a release Kevin Byer by a certain date. So I'm looking right. forward to those cuts and releases by that. So right, I mean slowly. And, and I think with Smith, yeah. they have till 2025 if they really want to stretch it, but they should give him a contract by next year. They, yeah, um, possibly by next year. Side, you want to, you yeah. want to, you want to get it done because, like, if not, um, you know, they can, they can walk, they can walk after. I don't want that to happen because, right. I, and I'd rather, I would rather keep AJ Brown and Devontae Smith for the long term. And with Jalen Hurts, you just need to give him with the right coordinator, and he, and of course, he needs to be healthy and actually run the damn thing, and and actually take those physical runs. More and I want to see more of those QB runs instead of like sliding. Be aggressive, and I know you're gonna get hurt, but like at least be smart about it. Like he has to make smarter decisions, and that is what I need to see from him on year four. Year four is a full start. Absolutely, yeah. Have have uh, have some max protections. You know, personal, baby. your tight ends, your Gotta personal. when the blitz is coming, you're ready. Okay. You have a couple of reads. Don't just say one read. So uh, a guy like go cycle through it. Get, take what the defense is giving you. Take what the defense gives you. And, and also don't let other other players call out your plays. Be a little bit more better than that. Right. Come up 100%. with a thicker playbook, like, and have Jalen improve. And I think if you teach him how to play the game from the pocket, and and the problem with Jalen is he takes off a little little too quickly because of the athleticism. He knows he can always make a play. Mm -hmm. But but when you train quarterbacks and and you when you wanna when you wanna develop them, you have to stay in the pocket and you gotta work it with your you gotta work the safeties with your eyes and throw you gotta look off the safeties and throw to throw to a different receiver, yeah, right? Like you 100%. should be able to do all of those things by year four, year five. Because if you're not, you're not. You haven't really developed as an NFL quarterback, and I think that's why if they stick with Nick Sirianni, Frank Reich being an ex-quarterback who's learned from guys like Jim Kelly, um, you know, who's uh, who's who's been an excellent offensive coordinator for Carson Wentz and Nick Foles, um, you know, and we went on that Super Bowl run, and they he helped them so much, right? Mm, 100%. Um, he can actually help out help out Hurts. Like right. the reason why get the RPO play. going. That's right. one thing that's going to help him out. And 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 to Frank Reich's detriment, like you know, he really wanted to get C.J. Stroud in the draft, and the owner wanted Bryce Young. So like you know, this is some 
information that I got today. So, like, um, wow, Texans basically screwed up their first round. No, you all have to go back to Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith basically cheated the the Texas out of a first round pick that they were still able to manage against CJ Stroud. Still still be able to manage against CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud's been an amazing quarterback, and 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 I've and Frank yeah. Reich really Alva, you know what I'm calling a CJ Stroud offensive rookie of the year. Oh, 100%. 100%. Defense uh, is going to be a type another game. They might beat the Ravens. Like they I, if I, the I Ravens are caught sleeping. Yes. Ima- imagine if in the playoffs. So You know what would be really funny if we had a Texans versus a Lions in the Super Bowl. That would How be. crazy would that be? That would be a good Super Two teams that have never been in the Super Bowl playing the big stage of their entire I, lives. I would, I would actually love that. That would be a great Super Bowl. Oh my God. I I think like I was like, I don't know who do I support. I just want to see a damn good game. Yeah. That's what I would be. Right. With that said, man, uh Ruxhack, let them know where they can find you. Well, um, thank you uh, again. Thank you so much, Pete. Um, you can also fo- you can find um, the NFL Masala podcast on Google, Spotify, iTunes, uh, and Pocket Cast. You can also um, find us on our Instagram handle, which is at NFL M A S A L A two zero two two, all lowercase. Or if you have any other questions, um, you can you can um, DM us at NFLMasala at gmail.com. and or you can even or here and here's my IG handle if you want to directly ask me like an Eagles questions from there at R A K D A G R E A T 92. Awesome. And you can find the Pete Nathan podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Alexa. Say Alexa, play Pete Nathan Playbook podcast, and we're just gonna play it for you. Also, give us a five star review on these uh, po- in the podcast platforms. You know, it really helps out the channel. And uh, of course, you can find us on YouTube, um, Twitter, now X, and uh, Facebook. So, with that said, we all we got, we all we need. Fly Eagles, fly! And by the way, how about those Cowboys getting trounced by Jordan Love, baby? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.